Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Julia. And my name is Mauricio. And today we'll discuss the book Americana, written by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. So we will discuss the plot, talk about the main themes, answer some questions that came up during the reading. So let's begin and we hope you enjoy it. All right. So let's first give a short summary of the book Americana. Efemelu was born and raised in Nigeria to a middle-class family. From an early age, she was an avid reader, an excellent student. After graduating from high school, she went to university. However, because constant strikes made it hard for her to properly study, she then decided to move to the U.S. with her aunt and cousin because they were already living there. Once she arrives to the U.S., she is confronted with racist practices and learns the struggles of a black female immigrant. As she was born in Nigeria, she is not familiar with the systemic oppression by white people, so she starts to adapt to fit the culture and it slowly, it slowly turns into a identity struggle. And throughout the book, the narrative sometimes changes to Obinzi's story. If Emily had a relationship with Obinzi, who was supposed to come to the United States later, but he never actually does. Obinzi comes from an upper middle class family in Nigeria, yet he struggles to make his dream of studying in America come true. Eventually, he gets a visa to the United Kingdom, which he overstays with the hopes of studying at a graduate school. Also, during his time in the UK, he is confronted with racism and the immigrant life before eventually being deported back to Nigeria. In the end, Ifemelu returns to Nigeria, where she realizes how much she has changed due to America, and she reunites with Obinzi. So now, moving on, we will talk about the main themes we identify in Americana. First, the core theme threaded across Adichie's book is that of racial and social inequalities. Throughout the life stories of Efemelu and secondarily Obinzi, Adichie explores how race and social status open the lives in intersectional yet different ways. And at the general level, the book oscillates from social inequalities to racial ones and back. Yeah, that's a very concise way of putting it. For me, it was very clear that at the beginning of the story, There was a clear focus on social inequalities while Ifemelu was still in high school, particularly when Adichie describes the normalcy with which Ifemelu's friends talk about vacationing in Europe. For instance, she narrates that, quote, Coyote spent every vacation in his parents' house in England and Yinka, went to England often and lived in Aikoi and spoke with a British accent. So for Ifemelu, seeing photos of these places seemed distantly forbidding to her limited resources. I have to agree with you. Another telltale sign of this emphasis on social inequalities was when Efemelu sees Auntie Uju's new house and as soon as Efemelu saw the house, she wanted to live there. On that passage, it explicitly reads that if she lived there, she couldn't impress her friends. However, once she moves to the U.S., I think everything changes. Absolutely. Americana overtly illustrates the struggles of black immigrants when moving to a white majority country. When Ivemelu first arrived in the US, she didn't even consider herself as black and never experienced racism, so she's confronted by this reality in her daily life. And this was even more evident when she was looking for a job while still being a student and modulated her accent, and she went to multiple interviews, but she was never called back. Even after she got a job as a babysitter for Kimberly, she was constantly taunted by the racist comments of her sister Laura, such as the time she brought a magazine with a cover of a white woman with 
little dark-skinned African children spread around like a rock. Or when she said it was surprising to find a Nigerian doctor at her practice. I agree. Though for me, the preponderance of race over social status is also reflected through their blog entries. Two of them really stand out for me. The first one is Obama can only win if he remains the magic Negro. And the second one, traveling while black. The first one validates the experiences of black people while categorically rejecting alternative claims by white people who say, oh, it is not really race, it's class. No, it's not race, it's gender. You see, American blacks actually don't want it to be race. And that really says it for me. And as for the second one, it illustrates how even wealthy black travelers face second class treatment when defying the social expectations and travel first class and they are seen as they don't really belong there. For sure, shifting gears and reflecting on Crenshaw's theory of intersectionality, this myopic view on race is problematic in and of itself. As we discussed in class as well, intersectionality allows for multiple factors to coalesce into a group-specific type of discrimination that lies at their intersection. But in the book, it appears that this transition from social to racial inequities subsumes any multicausal argument. Anyhow, I think this is a perfect point to move on to the second theme, which is the transition from racial to social inequalities. Yes, uh, let's do that. In a way, the voluntary return to Nigeria by Efemelu and the forced repatriation of Avince denotes a geographical but also a structural shift in their social realities. For Efemelu, it is difficult to come to terms with her perceived high status that she is now in Americana, quote-unquote, while at the same time being ostracized by her Americanness. For instance, while working at Sony Magazine, she felt uncomfortable when Esther called her ma, and that contained expectation of being a madam. This clearly denotes socioeconomic status rather than only race. Additionally, in one of her blog entries, Efemelu criticizes the Nigerpolitan Club, where young returnees gathered to lament why Lagos was not like New York, restating value to social status rather than race. Yeah, I think those are great examples. But an even more telling one is when Ifemily calls Kurt and says, race doesn't really work here. I feel like I got off the plane in Lagos and stopped being black. And that pretty much sums it up. As for Obinzi, his return was more difficult because he was deported rather than choosing to go back. And despite being a well-educated man, he cannot make a living in Nigeria on his own merits and only does through nepotism. So for him to become a successful businessman, he becomes the frontman of a chief general in the misappropriation of public funds. This also questions his moral standing as he sometimes imagines the chief asking him to organize an assassination or something like. Thus, the real struggle once again becomes escaping from the oppressive lethargy of choicelessness by whatever means possible. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but Something that is not discussed neither at the beginning of the story or upon the return to Nigeria is the ethnic and political divisions which are also at play in the power dynamics in, in the Nigerian context, considering that redistribution of government funds is usually done along ethnic party lines. 
this surely fosters other types of inequalities which are not addressed. And it also relates to the problematic nature of empowerment that Amya Srinivasan talks about in her book, The Right to Sex. All right, I think we've talked enough about racial and social inequalities, so let us now move on to the third main theme, the withering away of personal identity. This theme is based on the fact that during the time that Ivemelu lived in the US, she slowly, slowly started to lose grip on her sense of identity. She struggles with her identity as an American black, but also with her identity as a Nigerian immigrant. Both these identities bring along stereotypes in America, which makes it very difficult for her to stay true to herself. And there are many examples to show this. Yes, for instance, in a phone conversation with a seller, she gets told she sounds very American. She replies with thank you, and afterwards, she regrets that she took this as a compliment. She had adopted an American accent to avoid getting treated differently. People will talk to her like she was stupid and couldn't understand English when she spoke in a Nigerian accent. So she said thank you as if having an American accent was superior. However, this event made her realize that she had lost part of her identity by speaking in an American accent and started talking in her Nigerian accent again. Yeah, and her hair also symbolizes the struggle of her identity, I think. A great deal of the book takes place in the hair salon where Ifimili gets her hair braided. So several African Americans, uh, African immigrants with different backgrounds work in this salon. And in Nigeria, she always had braided hair, but in the US, this was considered unprofessional and she was supposed to straighten it. The salon takes place right before she is moving back to Nigeria. So for that reason, she's braiding it again, embracing her uh, own identity. Yes, and when Ovince reads the blog of Efemelu, he thinks, I quote, because he had last known her when she knew little of the things she had blogged about, he felt a sense of loss. As tough, she had become a person he will no longer recognize. If Emelo thinks she hasn't changed that much, however, Ovinci disagrees with her by reading her blogs. However, when Ifemelu comes back to Nigeria, she does realize how much she has changed because she suddenly doesn't like the houses anymore. She seems to be out of touch with cultural cues, such as noticing the generator size or how much noise they make. Yeah, and I think that Ovince also sees his personality within a way. While living undocumented in the United Kingdom, he has to use different names to work and you can see that this really hurts his personal identity. Yeah, for sure. He's not the Obinzi he was in Nigeria. But I think being in constant fear of being caught and working under other people's names must have an, have an impact on your sense of self. Yes, I think so too. Okay, so let's now discuss the last theme. Okay, so the last theme we will discuss is a little less on the foreground than the first three we have discussed, but still important, and it is cultural criticism. Yes, the book takes place in three different countries, Nigeria, the United States, and the United Kingdom. In each of these cultures, we can see stereotypes and inequalities, and Adichie criticizes these cultures in several ways. Yeah, so the most prominent one is, of course, the United States, where, as already discussed, racism against black people is ingrained in the cultural and institutional context of the country. 
America's social ladder has many different categories and white is always on top, which she describes in one of her blogs called the American category of Hispanic. Yes, and as we have already discussed, racial inequalities in the first two themes, we will not elaborate more on this matter. But it is clear that Americana shows many examples of how racism is incorporated in the culture and institutions of the U.S. Yes, so let's continue to the U.K. The book mentions how the people of the U.K. deny their colonial history, which is demonstrated by this part of Obinsey's story. The wind blowing across the British Isles was odorous with fear of asylum seekers, infecting everybody with the panning of impending boom. And they had never considered this to be the normal course of history. The influx into Britain of black and brown people from countries created by Britain. It had to be comforting, this denial of history. So this seg segment clearly criticizes the denial of British imperialism. And then Nigeria is also criticized. In the book, Nigeria's culture is criticized on several points. The social inequalities between rich and the poor are pointed out throughout the book. Uh, in high school, for instance, rich students are bragging about their faraway vacations and middle class students are lying uh, about their parents' jobs. Uh, Adichie also criticizes the way Nigerians often become rich through corruption. And moreover, I think that she criticizes the materialistic view of Nigerian culture where status is everything. Yeah, I uh, agree. So I think we have discussed the most important themes of Americana. And we can certainly say Adichie engages with many important and contemporary topics in this book because we could have talked about this for many more hours. Indeed, but we need to finish the podcast. So I have a question for you. As we have talked about, Americana display many examples of racism in today's America. Did any of these surprise you? Well, yes, actually, I am, of course, not new to the fact that racism is entrenched in America's society, unfortunately. However, I am white, so I've never experienced racism myself. And the racist comments at the dinner parties with people that should actually be your friends or the derogatory comments of Laura really opened my eyes to the daily confrontation with racism that black people experience in the U.S. and in other parts of the world. For example... She asks if Emily if she has an American license to drive the car or when she compliments a Nigerian doctor that he is well spoken and how they are privileged Africans. The amount of these types of comments really surprised me because the people who made them didn't even realize how offending they were being. And I don't know, I can't really wrap my, my head around that. Uh, now I also have a question for you. What do you think about the emission of ethnic and party divisions in Nigeria? Uh, to be honest, I was very surprised by this, considering all the readings that we did for this class and intersectionality and its criticism. I was expecting to see more of how some ethnic divisions in Nigeria mapped into political and economic classes, but it wasn't really the case. Though, to be fair, not everything needs to be included in a single book. So I think that that could have been omitted and there is no nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so I think this is it. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. 